Good evening and welcome to this episode of Beef Tips and Gravy. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Protrition Feed. Thank you for joining us this evening. Let me introduce our guest this evening, uh, Mr. Todd Steen, who is Ruminant Nutritionist for Protrition Feed. Todd, thank you for joining us this evening. And you know, here in Middle Tennessee, uh, we began to get pretty dry up until recent. We've had a little rain recently, uh, but as things get dry, we really uh, get concerned about our pastures, especially with a lot of fescue cool season grass out there when things get dry if we don't have something like Bermuda out there whatever the case may be we could get into a little problem with sustaining our cows through the hot part of the summer so as things get dry what kinds of things can a cow calf producer uh, look to do uh, before having to feed his hay or all of his hay up before it's necessary well the first things that we think about um, at this time of the year particularly if we start getting dry is uh, how hot is it and what kind of heat stress are our animals experiencing here and it can happen generally I always think about heat stress with a you know with a lactating cow or something but that's not always the case you know the you know our growing cattle our bulls our cows calves all of them you know will experience it one thing to remember now when it gets hot remember now cattle don't sweat like you and I do and a lot of their cooling mechanism is is via panting and so the respiration will get very very high and as they try to expand their lungs to be able to convict uh, to get the heat uh, out uh, the vascular system will will uh, expand to try to be able to you know to have the gradient to be able to get rid of some of that heat so right off the bat uh, they're going to get hot on us we know that so one of the things that we always have to think about is water. Now we'll probably get venture and circle back around to talking about water, but water is going to be very, very important for us. When you start talking about our pastures and heat and things going on, one of the things that we need to remember is we want to keep our mineral supply to the animal good. We want to keep it out there for them. Electrolytes are going to be important at this particular time because of the uh, because of the heat stress and the and the temperatures that we're going to be expanding. So we're going to want to make sure that we get mineral out there. When 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 the we want to supplement that uh, electrolyte, water is going to be very very important there. The other things to be contemplating is is when we get hot through the summer, perhaps there's less cloud cover out there, so we have more radiant sunlight come down on them on our animals so keeping them in the shade uh, particularly during the hotter parts of the day is going to be important whether it's up in the woods whether or not you've made some kind of artificial shade for them that's going to be important for them as well uh, another thing to think about in the in the summertime is going to be flies flies are going to aggravate them cattle they're going to generate heat trying to swat them out of the way. They're probably going to congregate a little bit more, which is going to be drawing more heat, making it making it harder for them to dissipate the heat. So having fly control out there is going to be important. One of the other things, uh, particularly on my farm, John, that, that happens to me in the summer is, is my pond is fairly stagnant without without some pretty good rainfall. So we know when the animals get hot, they're going to want to find some obviously some water, but they're going to want to maybe stand in that pond. So think about a stagnant pond in the summertime, which is uh, a breeding ground for all kinds of bacteria and all kinds of anything potential for disease to be going. So 
sometimes that's probably not the best, uh, you know, for them to have that type of access. So it's very, it's very important to remember the whole water thing and how clean and fresh it is. Now, if you don't have a, a good water supply and you're actually supplementing via tanks or something like that, remember what an animal can drink. You know, the old rule of thumb was always in the wintertime, a gallon per hundred. And in the summertime, could be as much as two gallons per hundred, particularly if you've got uh, some of those later spring calving cows that's going to still be lactate through this, you know, time frame. So we're going to be want to make sure that our tanks are going to be filled and we've got enough places at the, at the table for them to come and get a good drink. So there are a lot of factors associated with just because when the temperature goes up, that that uh, we've got to maintain for them. You know, another consideration uh, you were talking about with perhaps pastures uh, are kind of melt down and get dried up and what have you, and there may be some supplemental feed that that might be involved in here, particularly if we're stockering our calves or, or even creep feeding or whatever. One of the things to contemplate about that is the timing that you might want to feed, that it would probably behoove you uh, later in the day or maybe in the cooler of the morning or cooler in the in the evening times. Remember now, a lot of the digestion that we're going to see is probably going to happen overnight anyway. So maybe even maybe not feed them, you know, in the later morning, middle of the day, early afternoon type things that it might be better to do it in the in the cooler of portions of the day. So, you know, a lot of people, what they'll first think is, that, well, let me just get some range cues or let me get a tub or, or something like that to, to help. You know, the thinking is that'll help extend things. And, and uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of these things can actually increase the desire for consumption, right? Correct. Um, that, that, that is correct. Putting out, you know, some range cubes out there, you know, supplement the energy, supplement good uh, the good uh, energy status for the animal, you know, is always a always a good thing. I know a lot of people when they do take cubes, they'll still feed them in a trough, so uh, which is okay. And of course, the uh, cubes are really designed to be thrown out on the ground, and uh, you know, some of that dry ground. You know, when your pastures are burned up, sometimes that can be a little bit of an issue, particularly with uh, perhaps a respiratory issue, you know, because of the dust and right. and all that kind of thing like that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a good thing to contemplate. The tub situation, um, you know, is a, I mean, it's a, it's a self-regulating thing. So the animals can, you can put that out there for them and they'll be able to derive a little bit of protein out of it. But remember now that uh, overall total dry matter intake, albeit in a heat stress period, is still going to be relatively good for the animals. So, if we're going to shortchange them, we probably need to think about some type of uh, some type of a roughage uh, forage supplementation. If it gets to the point to where it was like last year, and I've got my fingers crossed, please don't let it get that way. Uh, certainly don't want to go through another year like that. But if that is the case, we would want to start supplementing some type of roughage there. So when you talk about, let's just move into to our hay, even though we don't want to feed it yet, but we're we're taking it up now. You know some of second cutting's going on maybe even now, but when we think about that, how can we determine the quality of our forage so that we know what we need to do when it comes when it comes fall and winter and time to feed this? Well, forage? it's always very important to get that forage assay so we can know. Uh, you know, some of the some of the uh the pastures that I've seen this year and some of the hay that's been taken off has looked pretty 
you know, pretty decent there. Remember now, if we have to start doing that here in the summer, and we have a very, very high fiber, uh, high NDF type of uh, forage, remember now, that's going to generate heat on them. And so sometimes that may not necessarily be the time to feed that type of hay. That would be more more suited for as the weather turns and starts getting a little bit colder there. So it might behoove us to, if we're going to have to get in there and start feeding something that it might be better to have feed our better stuff, lower fiber stuff, or maybe even the cubes, as you had mentioned before, might be a, a little better way, and uh, particularly when it gets hot. Right. So if we, you know, assay our forages, uh, you know, we've seen, I know you have seen really, really good forage and really, really bad forages. Sometimes I've heard you remark about some forages being really, really kin of tree bark, you know, yeah, so, nice. so, uh, but but if you have that really 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 good forage and you've done a good job managing that, uh, you know your need to supplement that is going to be a lot a lot less. A lot less. Because remember now, the efficiency of digestion there with uh, some of that better forages is going to be is going to be a whole lot higher than what you see with some of the quote unquote tree bark type forages because the animal really have to work on it to digest it, which is going to generate heat. So some of the better lower fiber type forages, uh, they're going to carry more energy con- uh, concentration there, and uh, digestion is going to be uh, be a whole lot better. So that would be the time to you know to do it uh, if you have to start supplementing in the you know in the middle to later summer periods or whatever. Uh, we're thinking about our environment because of the heat and what have you, and hopefully. Uh, we do have some forages to, to be able to meet the need there uh, for that. So the forage assay will will give you a real quick clue. Uh, assays anymore, you know, really are not that bad. They're, you get a whole lot of information for something that might be twenty bucks. Right, right. So it's a it's a good thing to it's a good thing to have. So as we kind of wind up, Todd, we know uh, it's going to get hot. We're in Middle Tennessee. We know it's going to get hot. We know it could get dry. We know someday in the not-too-distant future it's going to get cold. But the key is being prepared. The key is being prepared for all of that, doing what it takes to be prepared, keeping things around the farm clean, in particular when it comes to water, especially if we're we're watering out of open stock tanks. Uh, You know, some of the automatic waters, uh, the the ball-type riches or or marifounts or, or true test or whatever the case may be, uh, will help prevent some of that, uh, some of that problem with, uh, you know, a, a, a stagnant water source. But being prepared, I think it would be the key, uh, to, uh, a dry, hot summer, a cold, hard winter. So, uh, just being prepared. Todd, I appreciate you being with us today. Appreciate the insight that you've shared. Uh, concerning uh, how to be prepared and and things to look for. And uh, we look forward to talking again. And we'll tell our audience, if you have questions about uh, beef cattle or anything uh, to do with uh, livestock, see the folks at your local farmer's co-op. Thanks for joining us this evening.